Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Has the left created a strategy where they've taken over the government, taken over our education, redefined the culture, and what should the church do? We're gonna interview Dr. Lance Wall now, right now. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a very special guest, live in the studio, all the way from Texas, came here to Colorado Springs, is my longtime friend now, Dr. Lance Wallnow. Welcome, sir, to the program. It's great to be here. So I met you years ago when you spoke at a chaplaincy conference. You go around the country, you go around the world, giving yeah. leadership training to Christians, to churches, to business leaders. You're well-respected, and I just wanna welcome you and thank you for making time to come to our studio. Glad to be here. You guys are famous or infamous. <laughs> We're getting there with, with help from you. <laughs> yeah, well, right? So I, you've had a long career. You've been teaching the church about the Seven Mountains strategy. Yeah. Uh, give us a kind of a recap of what that means. Well, you know, for those that are involved with um, Campus Crusade, I got saved as a result of a courageous Campus Crusade evangelist who was a young kid on a military school campus. I was in the military, so I was in Military Academy, Valley Forge Military Academy, and a young kid came past guards who evidently were blinded to his presence, stood outside my barracks, and led me to Jesus amidst a hail of snowballs and water being dumped on him because he had his long hair and his jeans, which in a military environment is just anathema. So I told him he had to get off the campus, but I was intrigued by his courage as a religious fanatic. And so I wanted to see what possible belief could make somebody this, uh, subject himself to this much abuse. <laughs> and within short order, the guy, the young man had apprehended me and challenged me to pray with him. And in that moment, I was ashamed to pray in Jesus' name. Wow. And I, I, all my pretentious thinking about, oh, I'm a Christian, uh, you know, I, I realized that I was ashamed to be owning my identity as a Christian. In that moment, I knew I wasn't a Christian, but that I was, I was having to make a choice. What will I do with Jesus? So I prayed with him, and um, the Lord came in with such power that I stepped back and blinked at him. At that moment, military police grabbed him by the armpits and dragged him out, and to this day, I've never seen him again. Oh my gosh. A global ministry was launched out of one young teenager's courage to go to a military environment and pray in the name of Jesus. So wow. I tip my hat to you and, and, your, and your ministry. Um, but uh, Bill Bright was all about, you know, um, going into all the world systems. Before he died, he gathered all the primary donors to um, Campus Crusade and said, the world's not gonna be changed by evangelism alone. You have to go to the high places, to the pinnacles. And so he created a thing called Pinnacle Forum. CEOs and leaders and businessmen who would get behind political structures and arts. And the Lord gave him a vision of uh, world kingdoms, arts and media and education and government and business and family and church, that those seven spheres actually are seven world kingdoms that shape nations. And so my DNA really is 
back from Dr. Bill Bright, but I became a charismatic. So uh, after I got saved, I, hang, I hung out with Pentecostals. And so Pentecostals are a wild group. I, as, I, as I tell my friends, I say they, they have a lot of fun because they, you know, they're open to more, they're open to what God is saying. And so when I met with the Pentecostals, I got a hold of Lauren Cunningham with Youth with a Mission. And, it's, uh, and I, I shared with him my experience of uh, salvation. He said, you know, Bill Bright and I met. He said it was the most unusual thing. He said, I was seeking God on a retreat in, in, in a tent, and a park ranger came up to me and said that he supported my ministry, and he supported Bill Bright, and that Bill Bright and I needed to meet the next day, and that Bill Bright was in the area. He put me and Bill Bright together. He said, here's an evangelical. I'm a charismatic. We got the world's largest youth movements we'd never met. A little awkward, but when we showed up, we sat down, and Bill Bright said, you know, the Lord's been talking to me lately about something. He pulled out a piece of paper, seven world kingdoms. And uh, Lauren said, Lance, I had just written down the night before the Lord said, there are seven mind molders of culture, religion, family, education, government, media, arts, and business. He who takes those mind molders will disciple the harvest of nations. So this is not just about the church being the evangelistic tool that wins the world to Christ. But if we're gonna establish the kingdom of Jesus Christ in our society, we've gotta hit all of those different areas. Not only do we have to hit them, but if you, if, you are, if, you are, if you are crazy over what you see happening in American culture, if this, if this broadcast goes out to other countries and, and these nations are concerned about radical this or radical that taking over the culture, the only antidote is for the kingdom of God to forcefully advance into high places. Jesus' ultimate description of the mission of the church wasn't to simply get a bunch of people saved and then raptured out. It was to go make disciples of nations. Our assignment is to occupy territory till he comes. And uh, we have no paradigm for that. Our current paradigm is all mystical, it's spiritual, it's heaven when you die, and it's local church or ministry while we live. And for that reason, we've hit an, uh, an apex in time where those people who know best the strategy for discipling culture, whether it's radical Islam or LGBT communities or radical progressive uh, liberals, whoever understands the mechanisms of discipling culture will shape nations. And we are literally right now at an awakening. We're all praying for an awakening. I, I prophesy the awakening that God wants to send is an awakening of the activity that is needed among believers in order to see an awakening happen. Well, we're gonna take a short break, but when we come back, I wanna have you extrapolate on that. It seems like the LGBT movement, the Muslims, they understand how to change an entire culture by taking over the education system or the government or the business community. The church has not been doing this. Uh -huh. So after this short break, Lance Wall now is going to give us some instructions, how the left has done it and how the church ought to be doing it right after this. This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Do you care about defending religious liberty? I know you do. And that's why I'm asking you to take action today. Don't just sit there, but do something. Visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org and sign a petition that we'll fax to Congress on your behalf. In fact, there are three specific petitions I want you to sign to defend military chaplains who are under fire. The first is to support H.R. 343. This is a bill introduced in Congress by my friend, Congressman Walter Jones of North Carolina, to protect free speech for military chaplains who are sometimes punished if they use the word Jesus in their prayers. Well, if you know my story, you know that I was punished in 2006 
uh, even at court martial, because I used the word Jesus in my prayers in uniform in front of the White House. Well, I was later vindicated by Congress who said it's okay for me to do that. But did you know 65 other chaplains are now suing the Navy? I was not the only person. Our second petition I want you to sign is to protect military chapel buildings, which are being desecrated. Christian altars, Catholic or Protestant, are being desecrated by homosexual wedding ceremonies in all 50 states under this order by the Obama administration. Well, that deprives all of our soldiers, sailors, airmen, and Marines of a sacred worship space, which ought to be protected. And instead, they're gonna punish the chaplain if he won't turn over the keys to his chapel. Here's another petition I want you to sign, and this is to stop threatening court-martial for troops who talk about Jesus. Even recently, the Pentagon is saying, oh, we're gonna threaten you with a crime of proselytizing. No, that's not right. Any soldier ought to be able to talk about his or her faith in Jesus Christ and to have that same religious freedom of speech that we sacrifice to give for others. When you sign these petitions, we will fax them to Congress, and it's free. I want you to take action today. Sign these three important petitions at PrayInJesusName.org. Go there today. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. I'm joined again by apostolic visionary, a man with a prophetic word for the church today, Dr. Lance Wallnow. Welcome back, sir, to the program. Good to be here. So the left has been taking over these seven mountains. And we look around America and it's not the way it was in the 1950s. Uh, and no. it, you know, they, they mock us for wanting to return to the leave it to beaver culture. But you know, I have a healthy appreciation of when prayer was legal in schools, for example, and, and through the courts over the years or through MTV and, and promoting the homosexual culture in America, we have a different society today. Yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, well, we went from leave it to beaver to leave it to zombies. And uh, the reason why that happened is because um, Jesus put it perfectly. Uh, nothing ever surprises the Lord. He said that in the end of the age, it'll be as though, the, this is the metaphor, he, the picture he uses, uh, there'll be wheat and tares. And while men slept, the enemy planted tares among the wheat. And then Jesus went on to say something totally incendiary. He said, by the way, the tares are the children of the devil. So if you want to really burn up some, uh, some currency in terms of people irritating them, that the devil plants people who are ideologically compatible with his agenda in proximity to where the harvest is supposed to happen so that he can choke and thwart God's activity. And the key word is, while men slept. Then Jesus said, in the end of the age, this is the way it's going to look. The tares and the wheat are going to be in a conflict. We've been asleep because the gospel of the kingdom isn't what we preach. We preach the gospel of phenomena, salvation, going to heaven when you die, and church growth. The gospel of the kingdom is the administration of the will of God over all of earth so that in economics, does God have a plan? In family, does God have a plan? In, uh, in terms of justice and government, in, in, does God have a plan? And it's up to the believers to be able to uh, go into the mind of Christ and say, Lord, what aspect of the kingdom in my career am I called to manifest? And if we did that, we would be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, but we don't think about going to the gates of influence. So traditionally, if, if a young person feels a calling to the ministry, they think, oh, I've gotta be a preacher. 
But you're saying there are other callings. You could be called to be a, a businessman. You could be called to be in media. You could be called to be a school teacher. This is, uh, I know, this is, uh, this is so true. And so 90% of the, uh, the young people that go to Bible college are not going to make a living in the church world. Uh, maybe 20% at the highest. I'm looking, I'm looking at data from Christ for the Nations and other schools. Maybe 15 to 20% will be in full-time ministry. Where are the 80% of those young people that are hungry for God that go to Bible college? Where are they going to make a living? God didn't call them into the church mountain. Only 20% go there. He called them to unpack their ministry in arts and in media and in uh, technology and in the gaming industry. And so what we should be looking at is raising up a whole new phenomenon called microchurch. Microchurch, I believe that the era of megachurch shaped the um, period from the 1990s to the, you know, maybe the last to, to the 2010. The next era will be shaped by microchurch. Microchurch is Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Babylon. That means that believers that are equipped by the Lord to walk with him, but who are not called to full-time Christian ministry in the church are called to full-time ninja sheep operations in the military, in politics, in government, wherever hell has a stronghold, we need God's people to be in proximity to those gates. And in order to go up those hills, they had to be very shrewd. Wise as a serpent, which means uh, which means that you ha they have to understand that their ultimate assignment may be to shape the institution itself. So Wilberforce uh, gave a greater legacy to history by eradicating slavery than by how many parliamentarians he led to Jesus. His primary mission was to restore the morals of a nation to Christian values and to eliminate slavery. That's, that's, the, that's the kind of mandate that goes to a microchurch. And Wilberforce had a microchurch. And every one of our viewers is already planted in some cultural context where they can make a difference. Wherever two or three are gathered, Christ is there in the midst and can change that part of the culture. You've got it. Now, so what the, the essential information that I sent you guys is the latest iteration of this is a thing called Thunder Road. What was an eye-opening moment for me was um, when I met with the former majority whip, Tom DeLay. Um, this is while he, just before he was exonerated of any wrongdoing, he was basically um, harassed legally out of Congress and then persecuted. To try, they tried to put him in prison on, on charges of financial mismanagement. And he ended up being vindicated and, 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 and the case acquitted after enormous millions of dollars of, of anxiety and warfare and, and time delayed out of, um, delayed for delay out of Washington. <laughs> but I met with this man had, after gone, going through the fire. And this data that, you know, we have available for people today came out of the conversation with him. And he explained to me more elegantly than anyone else had how the political strategists in the, uh, in the left were able to convene a gathering uh, around the year 2000 called Thunder Road where they literally strategized, like Nehemiah, a complete assessment of the strengths of the conservative movement, including Christians in the conservative movement, and weaknesses, and then created nine or ten siege works or engines, single-issue organizations that would be tasked to break down the wall and exploit the weakness. There was no corresponding apostolic um, strategy in the conservative movement. Christians, to our constant frustration, didn't work together at that level to think about how to preserve the gains that were made and what the enemy could do to attack. And so as a result, you have seven or eight or nine or ten 
key organizations that were launched and funded by a coordinated <coughs> giving strategy. I believe the, uh, the story is that they invited 100 millionaires who had the ability to give a million dollars to a private meeting where they cast a vision for how they were going to circle the nation and change the narrative. And you've created some slides that explain how the left implemented this strategy. Can you begin to walk through these? Yeah, sure. As a matter of fact, uh, and, we, and these slides are available for people, which is, you know, we'll have the, the information for it. It's lancewallnow.com forward slash free gift. This is mostly what uh, Mr. DeLay had shared with me in his strategy because he's really interested in, in galvanizing a movement um, to advance recovering territory. The left strategists actually and financiers realized that their movement to affect change needed a couple of critical resources. So what did they need to get? They needed to get, uh, they needed to have a think tank. So they created the Center for American Progress. They needed to create something else. They needed to create a media operation, so they created Media Matters for America. They also needed, along with a think tank and a media operation, they're gonna need the next piece, which would be opposition research. So they created Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics in Washington. And then you move on and they created the next organization. But what I want you to catch is, to get out the vote, uh, which would be largely recruiting Hollywood celebrities to get out the vote for their candidates. In every one of these areas, what the left had done was they created single-issue organizations and branded them with the most mom and apple pie names possible. So that um, it's, just, it's just sheer genius in a way um, because they call them the most benevolent names possible so that you think it's great to have the vote get out and let's move on.org. Let's move on from what? Well, move on from values and God into anarchy. But, you know, they don't say that. It's move on from, you know, Bush and uh, his, his nutty stuff. So they created all these, and, and you can see an image here of all the various, now what you think is, these are independent organizations that are all kind of beating the drum. What you really have is almost like a military operation of independent organizations funded, started, and controlled by a central bank, central budget, central strategies group, apostolically, like a hub. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Introducing FactsCongress.com. Do you care about politics, defending pro-life causes, traditional marriage, and religious freedom? At FactsCongress.com, you can create any petition to Congress, and we will convert your e-petition instantly to real fax paper on your congressman's desk. And the best part? It's free. Once your voice heard by multiple congressmen at FactsCongress.com, we can blast your petition to all 535 congressmen and senators instantly. And you don't even need a fax machine. Not only do we deliver your petitions instantly, but with our dashboard feature, you can quickly recruit friends on Facebook and Twitter to co-sign your petition. Do you care about a particular cause? You can build a virtual army of supporters at FactsCongress.com. Do you lead a church, faith-based organization, or PAC? We can even help you do fundraising. It's free. Just visit FactsCongress.com and try it out. Make a difference. Sign any petition today at FactsCongress.com. FactsCongress.com. This is PIJN News. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know, there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage. I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series, a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. 
Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. Come, Dr. Chaps, joined again by Dr. Lance Wallnow. Sir, explain to us who's behind this movement and what does the church need to do? Well, initially, when the uh, when the key strategists, you know, got together, and, and I give the names of who they are here in the, this uh, report, um, they had to get the finances, and so they called a hundred millionaires together that each were capable of giving one million, and they got their hundred million initial round of funding. That enabled them to create the left political funding structure, which create, which basically think about it like an apostolic mission. The hub has the money, and they were able then to coordinate crew and Sierra Club, media, media, media fund, and America Votes, so that these entities were operating in concert with one another uh, as they were being orchestrated. Into this came uh, individuals, which you know, for for some are are better known than others. So you take like George Soros, who has become kind of. Um, iconic as a result of exposure from Glenn Beck and others. But what's interesting to me is in a, a website that's called Discover the Networks, you can actually see here a picture which looks like a, a phenomenal web of funded entities and relationships where the money and the wealth that this individual has goes to really uh, create an ideology. And I just came from an event with a group of Christian businessmen and I said to them, as I will say right now, the purpose for business, the purpose for businessmen one of the primary missions is to acquire the assets, resources, and wealth to be able to advance the strategic initiatives that will disciple nations and, and, and bring the kingdom. That um, we have got to have a, an ability to have billionaires like this and millionaires who are uh, ardent about supporting the advance of the kingdom of God through single issue organizations and, and media outlets like this that are hammering away and creating a, a breakthrough. The ultimate end game for America is simply the restoration of conservative constitutional self-government. We have been given an incredible um, document and an incredible system and as Franklin said, you know, leaving uh, the you know, convention hall in Philadelphia, what did you do in there? He said, well, what did he say? I think we've, we've given you a republic if you can keep it. We've given you something to start with if you can maintain it. It's our job to restore it. Ben Franklin said that to Mrs. Powell after they came out with the Constitution. We don't have a pure democracy, it is a republic, and that, that requires citizen involvement at every level just to keep that one mountain, the government mountain, in check. Yeah, and, and frankly, um, the Christians are the most derelict, in my opinion, of all, because you see the progressive left, in a sense, are like the counterfeit, in my opinion, for engaged Christians. They're going beyond the call of duty. Activists are willing to inconvenience themselves, go out and, uh, and face rejection. In a sense, I respect the prophetic culture of an activist because they care so much about what's happening that they'll go out on the street and make noise about it. You can hardly get a Christian to, um, to brave a little bit of criticism or censor. I could tell you the number of pulpits that, were ref that refuse to touch certain hot button issues because they don't want to lose people or money. So uh, it's it, so we are the, the we are the counterpart to the progressive activists, the the spirit 
led believer has got to start to be hearing the trumpet of God saying, get engaged in the battle of culture, find your division, identify your mountain and begin to cooperate with God and go to the gates of hell. I love it. I love it. Let's say there's somebody out there and they're a casual watcher or they flip across and they found you on this program. Where do they get involved? Do they go to their church? Do they right, well, here, here's go what, to their here, political yeah. party? What do they do? Here's what I'm gonna recommend. You, you, get, you get in touch with like, what I am doing is you can get in touch with me at lancewalnut.com. And it's interesting that I'm here in a studio and uh, the guys that are, that are here refer to it as the underground because uh, the Lord told me he's starting an underground movement. And so um, I'm going to be working more with you guys and guys like you because there's an underground first. So where we are is we're at the Thomas Paine level of the revolution that's forming. Our job is to create that book, Common Sense, only I believe for us it's, it's the movement is the underground Common Sense 2.0. It's going to be getting believers to understand the nature of the battle of nations, and not just in America, Singapore, Philippines, Australia, South, South Africa, in the UK, Nations are either going to be sheep nations or goat nations before the battle is over, before the Lord returns. They will either be for Christ or against Christ, antichrist. We don't have a theology for this, but I can, but I can back it up because it's in the word of God. So we have to catch up. I say, get in touch with the people. Those that are watching you guys and listening to this, always honor the vehicle God used to introduce you to an idea. So they need to connect with you guys. They're, you've introduced me. You brought me on board the boat like a rabbi. So I say, get in touch with me. Because before we're done, our movement is going to be an underground proclamation where in cities and towns, there are going to be more than one. We'll have micro churches formed in government, in education, in various other spheres all over the United States. And we'll be able to help coordinate people meeting each other and then let God lead what they do. So you have an entire seminar series. You can come and, and develop conferences if churches get yeah. together and bring you to town. We just have a minute left. Talk about the free gift that you offer on your website. What is your website? Yeah, well, it's Lance Wall now, W-A-L-L-N-A-U.com, then forward slash free gift. And uh, what we do is we, we basically um, offer the whole strategy. So like, for instance, right now on the screen I'm looking at, you'll see that uh, one of the key things for our movement to, to retake America is we have to be able to uh, provide coordination of vision we have so much independence that we don't have a central hub. We've got to start coordinating the hub. We need to provide financial and mission support to achieve the goals that we have around the nation, around education, around legislation. And we need to uh, create some powerful, prophetic, freestanding, single issues organizations that can go on the assault, find the anointed leaders, which is what they did, find who God's raised up that can deal with marriage, that can deal with the military, that can deal with uh, radical Islam, that can deal with uh, economic responsibility, and begin to say, who are the people that God has made an anointed oracle in that? And then we start to support them and let them get their message out. We can change America. It took 10 years to mess it up. Within the next 10 years, we can restore it. His website is lancewallnow.com slash free gift. I'm Dr. Chaps. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer today, call us at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time.
Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress, who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.